It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by Vermal Shoe Store, Randall, Newman Construction, Thielen Meats, and Little Falls, SCR Northern, the guys who answer the phone, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, your Ice Castle dealer in Pine River, Dotsler Power Equipment of Aiken, Tracker Boating Center of Brainerd, Oars and Mine and Crosby, Bimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shops, The Power Lodge, S&W Bait and Tackle, Crow Wing Recycling, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Ryan Moon. And welcome into this week's show. We've got a lot of stuff to cover. Obviously, lake reports from all across the state. We're into that time of the year now where uh, fishing can get a little tough, winter doldrums, if you will. So we've got some tactics to maybe help you fight that. We'll preview the upcoming Fishing for Ducks event next weekend on the Lax. Mandy Yurick drops by to talk about an event for women wanting to get more involved in the outdoors. Plus another great recipe from Chef Joel from Black Bear Lodge and Saloon. All that and more on this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. And we'll kick the show off with our Lake and Field segment brought to you by Oars and Mine in Crosby. Your one-stop shop for ice fishing in the Cuyuna Lakes area. Lures, fresh bait, and your propane filling station for the Cuyuna Lakes. Oars and Mine, located on Highway 6 in Crosby. And we'll kick off the show with our local report. As always, we bring in Jason Freed with Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Jason always updates us on what's going up around the Leech uh, Lake area, the immediate Brainerd Lakes area. We'll even expand on a few other lakes this week. Uh, should we start up on Leech, though, Jason? Uh, what are you hearing up there? Uh, you know, pretty pretty much status quo. Um, walleye bite's been a little bit tougher here lately. Um, definitely been more of a night bite. Uh, you know, the guy's picking up a few in the mornings. And so unless you're really able to be mobile right now, the conditions on a lot of the lakes, whether it's in the Walker area or down here in the Brainerd areas, you know, the snow and the hard pack and the drifts has really made it hard to get off roads. And so unless you have the modes of transportation to get around, um, you know, and really kind of seek out and kind of search and destroy some areas, the walleye fishing, you're kind of limited to fishing some certain areas. Uh, and then typically that means you've got a little bit more pressure maybe in some of those areas. And so the best bite for walleyes, it's been in the in the evenings, um, you know, set lines as well as uh, really trying to create a reaction bite, um, you know, using things like jigging wraps, ripping wraps, uh, slap wraps, um, you know, some of those different things to really provoke bites. Um, you know, fish have seen a lot of spoons this time of year by now, and so either being really aggressive uh, or, you know, utilizing some swim-style baits, chubby darters, you know, those would all be things to, to utilize to try to really get a reaction bite. And sometimes you even have to take your – your flasher and stuff out of the uh, hole because if you're going to be more aggressive and snapping you can you know you just sometimes have to just go by reaction and feel so uh, i would definitely say seek out anywhere where you can find transitions especially where there's some boulders nearby um and you know that's especially on the main part of the lake and then in walker bay uh the best bite has been on shoreline breaks and anywhere from about 20 to 30 feet of water uh same deal mainly been an evening um, you know, kind of in the night bite um, has been the best with, uh, you know, a few fish getting picked up during the day. And then, um, you know, they are still catching some perch uh, up and around Sand Point, uh, fishing the sand flats up there, as well as some of the, the bays like uh, uh, Cabacona Agency uh, and some of the weedier bays along the weed lines where they, they are picking up some perch uh, up there. But overall, pretty, pretty much status quo from what we've had the last couple of weeks. And pretty much same thing. Anything special to report in the Brainerd area or all these lakes pretty much doing the same thing? Yeah, it's pretty similar, definitely deeper. Uh, it would probably be the name of the game, like 30, 35, 36 feet of water on places like Gull. Uh, if you're looking for walleyes, same thing, prime time, you know, you know periods of, uh, of the day would definitely be best. Um, you know, I think with Gull, or with Gull you, you're fishing a lot of times a lot of steeper breaks. 
Uh, you know, so if you can find a, you know, a little piece of structure where there's like a ledge or a small point or uh, a saddle in between humps or some of those areas where you're going to find those fish are going to be more ambush spots. Uh, and then the same thing, I would be super aggressive, but then I would have a set line close by or a tip up or something like that or a rattle reel if you're inside there. Um, because if they don't go on the reaction by chances are they're going to go and, and go for something that's a little bit more subtle uh, on the set line. So, and then otherwise, you know, your panfish, your, your crappies are definitely in the basins right now. Um, you know, so finding those areas and, uh, you know, I, I, we've talked about this before, but I think, you know, you, you drive the uh, 55, 60 miles between Brainerd and Walker and there is an endless amount of lakes right now. Uh, a guy can, can, can go, you know, explore and not have people, you know, crowding and worrying about those kinds of things. And so I think now is the time of year to seek out some of those lakes, uh, you know, do a little walking to get back into them. Maybe it might be kind of an adventure or, you know, look at some of them. I mean, I, I like to fish some of the lakes around the Bacchus area and Hackensack and, uh, you know, just in, in between here and, and the Lax, there's tons of lakes. And so, um, you know, find a couple of buddies who are willing to go on an adventure and, uh, and go in some of these backwoods. And you're going to be sometimes pleasantly surprised what you can find for uh, good panfish bites, especially. Also not a bad time to try maybe some alternative species as well. You know, we've got the Crosby Mine Pits if people want to go after trout. Uh, we've got a lot of lakes here that have got tulipy in them. Uh, we've talked with Matt many times about eel pout. That's kind of becoming prime time right now, too. So other options there as well. Oh, for sure. You know, sometimes we get into that monotony of winter, and, uh, you know, you can sometimes beat your head against the wall trying to catch the, the great old walleye. And uh, and it's kind of fun to go chase some things because, you know, some of these species like tulipies, uh, like trout, um, and sometimes even the eel for example, they, they can be really aggressive this time of year and really create a fun, a fun atmosphere and a fun bite to get on. And so, uh, I've heard good reports from the Crosby mine pits, you know, going over those, in those areas, you know, drill a lot of holes, uh, and then really try to pay really close attention to your electronics. And sometimes those fish can be super aggressive, but, you know, small spoons, uh, Castmaster is a really good one to use, uh, but something that's got a nice flutter to it. And then just tipping it with uh, Ural larvae or wax worms is kind of the best thing to do, or, or a small plastic. Uh, and then as well, as you know, the, the tulipies, that bite's only going to continue to get better as we go through February into March. Um, you know, look for your, anywhere where you have mud, especially right now where there's a steep break, oftentimes, and there's mud, uh, there's going to be a lot of bugs hatching, and that's what those tulipies are going to be eating. And once again, electronics play a really big role. You need to drill holes. And a lot of times you're going to find those suspended fish, and they can be super fun to catch. And uh, just because they're so aggressive, a lot of times they'll miss it, but they'll come back and hit it again. Whereas a lot of times with a walleye this time of year, if you if you miss it, chances of you getting it again are sometimes pretty slim. Uh, and then eel pout, obviously we're getting closer to the eel pout festival up in Walker. And um, you typically as we start progressing into February, the eel pout bite starts to get better and better. And uh, you're going to see more and more and more people are getting into that. Um, you know, so, I mean, yeah, like I said, you got tons of options out there. Um, my suggestion would be to, you know, get out, try something different. Uh, if the, uh, if, you know, the walleyes and those kinds of things aren't working, go try something different. Uh, I think I've said it before, you know, get on the Minnesota DNR, uh, Lake Finder website and do some research ahead of time and, and find some of these lakes. Um, you know, typically if you're looking for eel pouts, uh, or tulipies, you're going to want to look for lakes that are deep. Uh, deep and clear that have some rocks especially for the eel pot like those boulders and gravel um you know but they that deep clear lakes oftentimes can be really good for those species uh then obviously we mentioned the mine pits as well but that that dnr lake finder site's a great site to find some little gems 
just looking at the you know the lake surveys and, and trying to look at the size structure and everything in those lakes and nice thing if it's, if it's a small enough lake and you got some buddies and you drill it out you don't find the fish you know fish it for an hour and a half two hours if you don't find anything and you don't you don't think you don't think it's looking good move on to the next one and uh, sometimes it takes two three lakes but sometimes you can strike it rich in the end there you go jason freed leisure outdoor adventures you can check him out leisureoutdooradventures.com as well as all over social media jason i appreciate it good stuff as always buddy and we'll check in next week all right sounds good brian all right when we come back we'll head out to malak steve sapaniak with predator guide service has got the latest out there plus we'll chat with greg erickson with garrison sports he'll preview next weekend's fishing for ducks event out on malak so when we come back to brainerd outdoors on b93.3 You're listening to the place for everything outdoors in the Brainerd Lakes and beyond. Brainerd Outdoors Radio, just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3. Now here's your host, Brian Moon. Let's head out to Mille Lacs, get the report out there from Steve Sapaniak with Predator Guide Service. And uh, Steve, we got another week of kind of topsy-turvy weather again. Uh, we're not going to get down to as cold as we did have it here a couple of weeks ago, but it's going to get cold again into this weekend, so uh, another round of challenges. Definitely, Brian. I like the way you put that. Round of challenges is correct. You know, we got challenges from every species you can imagine trying to catch them to challenges on the roads. I really, really, my heart sympathizes with a lot of these resort owners, what they have to do. There are so many breaks and heaves and cracks out there. You've got areas on the lake even though it's ice, are starting to flood, you know, and they're making new roads left and right out there. So for all my friends out there who own resorts and everything, my hat's off to you. You're doing a fantastic job. Keep it up. We're proud of you. Uh, yeah, the challenge with the fish. The fish are being caught. Uh, it's been challenging, you know, having to move around, having to move your house and everything to different areas because of the flooding hasn't helped a lot. But uh, for those that have stayed persistent, you know, they're catching the walleyes, Brian, and, and even uh, some nice jumbo perch. A good friend of my son's and friend of mine, Brady Bechtold, man, he sent us some pictures of 14-and-a-half-inch perch he caught last weekend. Obviously, we were in the wrong place. We're going to have to follow Brady around. But, yeah, the walleye fishing has been decent, let's say, to say the least. So, you know, we can take it from there. Pike fishing been about the same, too? Yeah, it has been. I mean, talking with the guys who do some spearing, they're getting some decent fish, nothing really huge. The guys who are doing tip-ups are doing okay. You know, we're entering the mid-winter doldrums. Everything's going to be a little bit different, you know, this time of year. Fishing's a little bit tougher. Everything's a little bit harder. But uh, stay smart, you know, and educate yourself when it gets tougher to downsize everything like you and I have talked about it before, and you're going to be doing okay. Right now with the Northern Pike, Brian, you know, instead of sucker minnows, with the winter doldrums, I would go with shiner minnows. Shiner minnows are a delicacy for northern pike. It is the filet mignon for northern pike, you know, not only for walleye, but for pike also. Uh, you might pick up your success again if you try giving that little tip a workout. Go with shiner minnows below your tip. It's for pike. How deep on the lax right now would be the best place to go, Steve? Pike or for walleye? Both. Both? A good question, Brian. I would sit right on the outside edge again of the weed beds. You're going to find some uh, weeds that are still alive, you know, photosynthesis kicking in and everything, but the majority of live weeds right now are going to be the outside edge of the weeds, you know, the last four feet, you know, of a great big weed bed. Fish on the inside turns and the points of these weed beds. Don't fish no more than 18 inches off the bottom. Pike 
are notorious, you know, bottom feeders. Yes, they'll come up like every other fish, but they're going to be cruising the bottom most of the time. As far as the walleyes go, Brian, definitely be fishing the flats out there, you know, fish the great big gravel bars, everything like that, huge rock reefs out there. Early in the morning, they're going to be on top of these uh, gravel bars, mud flats, and rock reefs, and, and everything like that on the major flats. So you're looking at anywhere from 19 to 24, 26 feet of water early in the morning. Then as the sun comes up and it starts to filter down into the water column, the walleyes are going to move off the main flat, the top of them, in those 22 to 26 you know, feet of water, even 19 feet down deeper into the 28 to 30-some feet of water. That's going to be your secondary hang-up area for your presentation. When I'm walleye fishing, you know, I'll be using a shiner minnow, even a small sucker minnow. Reverse psychology with the uh, northern pike works for the walleyes instead of a shiner, go a small sucker. And one nice thing about Mille Lacs, you know, yes, you can catch them suspended. We have caught quite a few this year suspended. I like to fish no more than four inches off the bottom. That has been my little secret with my dead stick, and then and I've watched that sonar for jigging. If they're up 8, 10 feet off the bottom, I'm up there in a heartbeat. That should keep you busy for most of the day. Fish early in the morning for the walleyes and late in the evening and have fun. And those panfish lakes around Mille Lacs, Steve, I know you always keep an eye on those too. Uh, what's the story there? You know, the panfish lakes have been doing okay. You know, some days are better than others. You know, Shakopee, Farm Island, you know, Smith Lake, Borden Lake, giving up a lot of small stuff right now, sunnies. Yeah, once in a while you tie into the big ones, but right now those sunfish, you know, three to a pound and a lot of four to a pound. You know, and it's been a little tougher. Same with the crappies. They're harder to come by. I say give it another couple of weeks when we start to get out of this doldrums, and you're going to start seeing some better action on a lot of these lakes. Please be careful. There's a lot of snow out there, and a lot of people, they uh, busted through the landing on Farm Island and Shakopee, and the landing's a little rough, and so is the main lake. you got a lot of grooves and ruts out there. There you go. So if you're heading out Mille Lacs Way, some things to keep in mind. Steve Sapaniak with Predator Guide Service. Check him out at PredatorGuideService.com. I appreciate it, buddy. We will check in next week, okay? My pleasure, Brian. Thank you. So we've got a big event coming up next weekend, and that is the 15th Annual Ducks Unlimited Ice Fishing Contest. Over $100,000 in prizes going on out there from noon until 3 on Saturday the 16th on Mille Lacs in Garrison Bay. And once again, joined by our good friend Greg Erickson with Garrison Sports out there. Greg, how are we doing? Man, we're doing really, really well today. And, you know, I mean, yeah, it's been a tough winter. We've had the snow, we've had the cold. But uh, events like this, they, they kind of warm everything up and get us excited for, for getting outside and enjoying the outdoors, Greg. Yeah, they do. And I think uh, the contest in Brainerd there showed that uh, really no matter what the weather is, a whole bunch of people are going to show up and have fun and uh, you know raise money for whatever their particular cause is. And that's a great thing about Minnesota. Absolutely. So let's talk about this event because for those maybe that are new to the area, new to the show, aren't really familiar with it, it's basically a huge Ducks Unlimited banquet on ice with an ice fishing contest attached to it, right? That's uh, that would sum it up pretty well. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's, it's evolved somewhat over the years, but yeah, for the most part, it's a it's a fishing contest slash uh, Ducks Unlimited banquet kind of rolled into into one. And out there in Garrison Bay in Mille Lacs, and uh, as we mentioned, twenty thousand dollars. That's first place, uh, and so. Tell us a little bit about the history of this, because uh, I think sometimes people forget that Garrison Chapter of Ducks Unlimited, pretty small chapter, but you guys carry a lot of clout throughout the Ducks Unlimited community. Yeah, we do. Uh, you know, we, this all started, uh, I don't know, I suppose 16 years ago. We were sitting on a boat with a bunch of committee people and wondered if we should maybe try to do something like this, and one thing led to another, and here we are, uh, you know, too big to quit now, so 
Um, but yeah, you know, so for such a little little city where we uh, raise more money than any other chapter in Minnesota, and we're typically in the top twenty in the nation uh, annually, you know, for for funds raised for Ducks Unlimited, and that's something we're very very proud of. As you should be. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing feat, actually. Uh, the tournament itself, uh, Greg. As far as you know, we mentioned twenty grand is first place. Got some four wheelers that are uh, up for grabs there. Fiftieth uh, place, one hundredth place, and then a bunch of prizes, uh, guns and and fish shacks and flashers and all that, all throughout uh, the prize board. Uh, pretty much standard rules, uh, slot limits, all that stuff, all come into play. Right, exactly. Our, we, we, we have to follow Minnesota rules, of course. So, yeah, the, the slot on the walleyes, the slot on the northerns. Um, what, one thing we do different than they do over in Brainerd is we don't uh, have any any uh, bait restrictions at all. You can use a big Sacramento if you want to. What we have our restriction on is what kind of fish you can weigh. So, we you know, we just don't have uh, anything that would be a, considered a bait that, that you can weigh if you happen to catch one. So that's, that's the one thing that's different. Otherwise... Uh, most of this, just the Minnesota state rules, and uh, pretty similar to, to Brainerd, actually. We sort of modeled ourselves after them, you know, being they're the best that there is, it seems like, so kind of follow along in their trail. Sure. So if people want tickets, and I should mention, too, uh, Greg, you guys have got uh, the kickoff party as well. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah, Friday night, that's uh, basically another big DU event. Um, you can, when people buy a ticket, they actually get a membership ticket to Ducks Unlimited. They can fill that out and come Friday night and get their fishing sticker, which is like a ski pass, and uh, then they don't have to stand in line on the ice on Saturday to do that. And a kickoff party at the Y Club there in Garrison? Right, that's right. And then uh, that goes from like 5 to 10, I think. Uh, Games, raffles, more D-type stuff there. That's coming up on Friday night, and then, of course, Saturday, the event itself. Gates open at 9 a.m., the contest itself, noon to 3. Pick up, if people want tickets or maybe more information, Greg, on that, where can they find it? You know, right in Brainerd, there's tickets at both Cub locations and S&W Bait, uh, both bait shops and the Bird's Nest in Garrison also sell tickets, and our website is fishingproducts.org. We've got tickets available there as well. One thing I might want to mention is uh, ticket prices go up at uh, Sunday here, after Sunday, actually, from 30 to $40, so now might be a good time to get those. And if people are maybe waiting until last second, can they buy tickets on the ice too, Greg? Yes, of course. We'll sell them a ticket right in their vehicle. Uh, they can fill it out in the warmth of their vehicle and then carry it on in. There you go. It's going to be a lot of fun. Anything else you want to mention, Greg, before we let you go? One thing real quick. We're a little bit short on uh, auger people so far, so if anybody would like to get a free ticket and come and help us drill holes, we start that at 6 o'clock in the morning on, on uh, Saturday. We drill our holes the same day. Uh, they can get on our website, again, fishingproducts.org, click the volunteer button, and uh, kind of follow that through, and we'll get them all set up for that. There you go. Looking forward to it. 15th Annual Ducks Unlimited Ice Fishing Contest and fishingforducks.org for more information. Greg Erickson, who is heavily involved in it with Garrison Sports. Greg, I appreciate the time. Good luck. I'll see you out there next weekend. That sounds great. Thank you so much. All right, when we come back, we've got another event uh, to talk about. Mandy Urich's going to drop by and talk about an event for women wanting to get more involved in the outdoors they can take part of at the end of the month. Plus, we'll check in with Matt Brewer with the Up North Report with a North Country Guide Service in Bemidji. He'll weigh in on how things are progressing up there when we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. And welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. We check in with our good friend Mandy Yurick, a major contributor here to Brainerd Outdoors. Mandy's actually normally in studio with us, but she's out on a bit of an adventure right now. 
Uh, <laughs> and I guess that's putting it lightly, huh, Mandy? You actually, uh, you're out doing a little filming, doing a little fishing, doing a little snowmobiling. And while well, we, we've had elements to have to deal with, and it's made things a little tricky for you. This uh, this is pretty pretty harsh conditions. I'm not going to put it lightly. We got a bunch of snow. We've got even more snow on top of that, so we're anywhere from 8 inches to 12 inches, and we're dealing with 20 to 30-mile-an-hour winds, total whiteout conditions, and then the bottom's going to fall out. It's going to get super cold. Yeah, it's it's been an adventure. And, and, and speaking of snowmobiling, day one of my, my filming trip, about uh, two miles into our trek across the lake, I blew up my snowmobile, so that's a complete meltdown. Had to trailer that back all the way to Brainerd, Minnesota, and thank goodness uh, my good friend Jamie Deben, who also helps us out, was just a great friend. Hooked me up with a sled so I could turn and burn, get back here, and keep on filming. Yeah, we got a lot. Jamie, we've we've had him on the show many times. I talked with him at great length out at the Extravaganza this year, and uh, yeah, it's, Jamie loves his snowmobile, and so I'm I'm sure he he probably had a few for from you to choose from. Yeah, but I, I was lucky. I love the Scandic. It's like the perfect setup for, um, you know, getting out and, and doing some ice fishing. So you're over by the uh, Battle Lake Otter Tail area. Have you had an opportunity to do any fishing over there, Mandy, or you pretty much just been filming? Uh, no, we got out and we did some actually fishing and filming on Otter Tail yesterday. So the conditions out there, as you said, uh, obviously it's probably a little tricky getting around, but people that are maybe heading out to Otter Tail on ice this weekend and stuff, it's still doable, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I definitely think they've got a beautiful big parking lot that they've been plowing nonstop for two days. They've got a big uh, parking lot on the ice next to the you know the outdoor tent where the event's going to be held. So you can definitely still get here, still be able to park. Um it's doable. <laughs> One thing we wanted to talk to you about was an event you've got coming up here in a couple of weeks to get more and more women involved in the outdoors. Maybe uh, let us know a little bit more about that. Yeah, so me and Nancy Kep are putting on an all-women's ice extravaganza coming up the 23rd and the 24th at the end of the month, and that is a uh, Becoming an Outdoor Woman program through DNR. We This is a heck of a deal. We're offering a seminar, two ice combos, your hard baits, your line, lunch and one night stay at beautiful Coles resort for $125. If you want to add in another night, it's $175, but it's going to be a great event. Uh, seminar is going to touch on how to target panfish, how to rig your rods, how to do electronics, run an auger. And we are super blessed. The whole staff of fish addictions is coming in and acting as guides. So shelters, heaters, everything's going to be provided. Everybody's going to have one or two staff members with them if they have any questions once we get out on the ice and actually start fishing. Uh, seminar is going to start at 1030 in the morning. It's going to go till noon. We're going to have lunch at the resort. And we're going to head out fishing on Saturday, and we're also going to offer fishing on Sunday uh, till noon. And you mentioned Cole's Resort. If people aren't familiar with where that's at, Mandy, where, where exactly in proximity is that? It's up in the Bemidji area. If this was a normal trip for anybody to go on, you'd be looking at three to $400 with everything that's being provided. And we were super lucky that Fish Addictions Eskimo 13 Northland Tackle stepped up and donated a bunch of things to us so we could really make, you know, and cut those prices down. That's very cool. People want more information. Mandy, want to sign up for it? Where can they do that? 
They can sign up um, with Nancy Kep. You can find her on Facebook. Uh, they can get information off of Facebook, uh, Nancy's page or my page, or they can go to the Bow Becoming Outdoor Woman page and find more information there. So there you go. Mandy Urich, who is a major contributor here to Brainerd Outdoors. Uh, good luck with the event, Mandy. I'm sure we'll be talking with you here in the next few weeks. Uh, try to stay warm. That's uh, the biggest thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I look forward to seeing you. We head up north to Bemidji. Uh, for the Up North Report, we bring in Matt Brewer with North Country Guide Service. And, uh, Matt, I guess you're, you know, I don't want to say, I guess using the term in the same boat as us, but you're kind of in the same ice house as us, <laughs> essentially. Uh, snow and cold. That's kind of the story. And it's been that, that same story through all of February. Uh, up there, I'd imagine things are a little tricky. I like it. Tricky indeed. I, uh, I'm dealing with a broken plow truck today, and uh, and I'm looking at heaves of snow that go over the first pane in my big front windows, and the wind is whipping like crazy. It's, uh, it's not very nice out, Mooner. No, that's uh, putting it lightly, I, I guess. So, I mean, what, what getting around, I'd imagine, for one thing, Matt, not only around here, but up north by you, we talked with Jason Freed earlier in the show, and he, he basically said snowmobile is the, is the easiest way to get around. If you if you want to get out and get around a little bit on the lakes, I'm, I'm sure that's the same way up by you. I imagine after this this uh, snow squall is done, um, you know we'll have the plow trucks out again and and branch off some roads. So travel on Lake Bemidji will be it'll be good again. Um, I I don't think or foresee any off road travel after. After this push, I mean, they're talking 12 to 16 by the time it's over and then more, more snow next week. So, um, I think off-road travel is, is going to be pretty limited now. Um, I'm, I'm going to be mainly sticking to my snowmobile for all the rest of the guide trips for, for the remainder of the year up until, uh, up until we see a little bit of melt. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to get tricky here. Um, it's going to get tricky for me the rest of the, the day and the rest of the weekend and, and, uh, and then get through next week, and then hopefully things kind of mellow out and get back to normal a little bit. Yeah, let's hope so, because uh, like like you said, I mean, it's if it's not the cold, it's the snow that we've had. It's one or the other, and we haven't really had too many breaks. Um, but I would imagine, you know, the fishing this time of year, you know, it's kind of is what it is, Matt. I mean, the walleyes kind of, you know, they, they get real finicky. I, I guess we do have eel pout to look forward to, because they're going to start going here in a little bit, huh? Yeah. We've had some pout that are coming through the rentals, and you know a few people are catching them. And the it's been a great year for big walleyes. We're not uh, not getting huge numbers in the rentals, um, but pretty much every group is getting at least one big walleye in the middle of the night. Um, I think I uh, I've seen more nocturnal walleye activity this year than any year that I can recall. Um, you know that we typically have that good flash bite right before dark at sunset where you can, you know, pop a few walleyes um, in the evenings and in the mornings, and that bite is just kind of not there. Um, uh, it, it'll, it'll work in one house one day, and then a different house the next day. There's no, no consistency to it at all. Um, the only thing that's been consistent are rattle reels at night, and it's been almost all big fish. Um, the perch fishing has been really hit or miss. It's weather-dependent. Uh, on on good days, the perch go nuts, and you catch a ton of them. And on on the bad days, uh, you're still going to get 
you know, enough keepers for a meal, but uh, you're going to have to sort through them and you're going to have to work for them because they come through um, in waves and you're marking fish almost nonstop all day. You just uh, really, really got to entice them to bite and, and hope for those little mini schools of, of bigger feeding fish that are riding a little bit higher. So that's kind of the, that's kind of the bite on, on Bemidji and Cass Lake and, and uh, a lot of the, the surrounding lakes as well. So to summarize, to not to quote-unquote sleep on your rattle reels, because uh, if you don't set them, uh, you might be missing out. Yeah, I had a group, uh, they were in last weekend. They actually were here Wednesday to Sunday. And by by like Friday, they realized that they needed to shift their sleep patterns. Um, and they started going to bed really early. And then they, <laughs> they'd wake up at like midnight. And they'd stay up until four or five in the morning, and then and then go back to bed for a while. So they were they they were pretty hardcore, and they had it kind of figured out, and and they had it dialed in pretty good. And they caught a bunch of sixteen to twenty five inch eyes, and uh, they got most of them in the middle of the night. So it was it was kind of a, a neat thing to to see people that hardcore actually uh, you know change up their whole lifestyle um, just to to have good success and. You know, you can put the rattle reels down, and you're you're still going to catch those fish. But they were having fun jigging them up, so it was uh, it was kind of cool to see. It's it's been a weird winter. Everything's been everything's been tough, and and uh, the pan fishing is is good, but you just can't get around right now. Um, it's hard to even get out of bed, <laughs> <laughs> let alone get out on the lake. But uh, but when you get out there, I mean, if you get on a school of panfish, the crappies um, they've been going going really good um we've had a few tough trips when when the weather has been really bad and i blame that on lack of mobility we just can't move around and we'll have schools come through and you pick up a few and then you know uh, on a normal day you would move but when it's 30 below you kind of hunker down in the in the hubs and and uh you, you can't really do anything so and as far as pout goes matt uh, we're, are we a few weeks out yet before they uh, start to get going or or can you catch a few of those too as well if you're fishing late at night Oh yeah, you can you can catch them year round. I mean, it's uh, you know it's always an activity that you can go do after dark. Um, you can go set up on a hump or off the edge of a hump or a shoreline break with a, with some structure, and and you can have some success with pout. And you might catch some walleyes mixed in as well. But we're I would say two and a half uh, to three weeks away from um, you know the best of it. The end of end of February, beginning of March is always the best. Um, I'll start running private trips. I think my first one is on the 23rd, 23rd of this month. Um, and then I'm running like 23rd, 25th, 27th. So I'm going to, I'm going to hit the pout hard at the end of the month here, um, to, to close out February. And then, and then I'm leaving, I'm, I'm out of this place. <laughs> <laughs> and just to clarify, Matt is not leaving for good. He's just going to take a little time off down South and, and well-deserved, right? Yeah, I I don't know if it's well deserved, but it's happening. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go turkey hunt and and soak in some rays and uh, take the family to Disney and do our annual Florida vacation and and uh, like I said, get in some hunting while we're down there and, and get in some saltwater fishing as well. So it'll be nice to get away for sure. Matt Brewer, North Country Guide Service in Bemidji. You can check him out at NorthCountryGuides.com, all over social media as well. Matt, I appreciate it. Uh, we will talk to you soon. Good up, good luck up there, and uh, we will talk to you here next week, okay? Sunshine next week. Let's, see. Let's do sunshine next week. Fingers crossed. That's going to be the key. <laughs> so we'll see. Thanks, Matt. All right. Sounds good.
More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Time for our Hungry Hunter segment here on the show. And as always, we bring in Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, 371 North and Baxter. Joel, welcome back. Thanks, Brian. We've got something very interesting this week, big game goulash. Tell me about that. All right, well, we're going to start off with... Uh... Start off with some ground meat. You can use, you know, whatever you're, you can use some venison, um, elk, bear, you know, you got some ground moose sitting around somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Which I still do. <laughs> so, so, you, so you got your options. So take two pounds of beef or uh, two pounds of meat and a couple of onions, a red pepper and a green pepper. Dice all that up. We'll start cooking off for meat, tossing all those onions and peppers, letting that cook, it, cook together, brown up, adding a little bit of garlic. Um, you can toss in a little bit of wine if you want. Kind of reduce that down. Then we'll add in just some soy sauce, a couple cans of tomato uh, tomato sauce, some diced tomatoes. I like to use diced tomatoes with the green chilies in there. Nice. A little, yep. little extra spice. A little uh, fresh thyme and some fresh rosemary. Also like let that cook together, kind of come up to a boil. Add in a little bit of water or uh, beef stock or any kind of meat stock that you have. You know, Chicken stock would be good for a little salty action in there as well. Let that come to a boil. Add in some elbow macaroni or any noodle for that fact. Let that kind of cook together. As soon as that pasta starts to cook, you got to add a little more water, a little more uh, um, stock, whatever you got to do to keep that just a little bit of liquid in there. You know, top it off a little bit of cheese, and we're good to go. Yeah, this not only sounds fantastic, uh, it sounds easy. Super easy, all one pot. You know, you can do it. You can even almost do it in a crock pot and let it stew over over lunchtime. Wouldn't this be handy, too, for deer camp? Definitely. I mean, <laughs> definitely. So this is one to take with you to the cabin, no doubt about that. And um, I would guess too, if people didn't have any wild game laying around, regular hamburger would work regular just fine. Regular hamburger is always good. Where well, there you go. Give it a try. If you want to head to our website and check it out, head to BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. Click on the recipes tab. This one and a ton of others for you to check out. Big game goulash, our hungry hunter recipe for this week. Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, three seventy one North and Baxter. As always, thanks, Joel. Yes, thanks, Brian. And that will wrap up this week's show. Don't forget, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and just after 5, Monday mornings, right here on B93.3. You can also stream us live if you're out of town or away from your radio. Just head to BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. While you're there, check out our sponsors page. You can listen to the show on demand there as well. Or if you want to check out the podcast, real easy to do that. Just uh, download us, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts iTunes, Google Play, Podcast One. Just subscribe, and we'd appreciate it if you give us a nice rate and review. We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by Vermal Shoe Store, Randall, Newman Construction, Thielen Meats, and Little Falls, SCR Northern, the guys who answer the phone, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, your ice castle dealer in Pine River, Dotsler Power Equipment of Aiken, Tracker Boating Center of Brainerd, Oars and Mine and Crosby, Bimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shops, The Power Lodge, S&W Bait and Tackle, Crow Wing Recycling, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon just after 7 Saturday mornings, Sunday evening at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors right here on B93.3.